You know, on the New Living Translation, the purpose of my instruction is that all the Christians there would be filled with love. Love that comes from a pure heart, a clear conscience, and sincere faith. But some teachers have missed this whole point. They have turned away from those things and spend their time arguing and talking foolish. They want to be known as teachers of the law of Moses, but they don't know what they're talking about, even though they seem so confident. Father, we love you, and we're always careful to give you the honor, the glory, and the praise, Lord God. Lord, there are so many things, so many, like the word said, so many th- people who think they know more than they actually know. Lord, I ask that you would help us and, and to keep it simple. And as we end this series dealing with the heart, that we would understand that we need a pure heart. We don't need more uh, deeper understanding, although that'll come with a pure heart. We don't need a, a, a new revelation, although sometimes you'll give it if our heart is pure. But what we do need is a pure heart, a clear conscience, a faith that is sincere being led by you. I pray for your people. Holy Spirit, move up and down the aisles, touch hearts, heal bodies, even now. And we thank you in advance for what you're going to take, what you're going to do, and what's going to take place here today. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Go ahead and take your chairs. Praise the Lord. So I want to talk about a pure heart. And if you look at the opening scriptures, many scriptures talk about love. And he said, you, you can have all kinds of gifts, all kinds of talents. You can be smart. You can raise the dead. But if you don't have love, then you have nothing. So we want love. And what is love? I mean, I've, you know, you ever heard of, what is love? And then the, the good, the good um, um, straw man argument, and this is, listen to me, you say, well, God is love. Yeah, but what does that mean? You know, that's, that, yeah, you can't argue with that. Sounds good, right? But most people will say that. It's just, just, a, just a, a, a sentence that they heard, but they have no idea what they just said. Exactly. Right? That's what you call a straw man argument. You can't argue with that. You can pick it up and you knock it back down. But here, the, it describes what love is. It's, it's that, that three-corded rope, you know. The Bible talks about three-corded rope is not easily broken. And as Paul is writing to Timothy, he says, love is a pure heart, a clear conscience, and sincere faith. So to the pure, he writes to Titus, to the pure, all things are pure. But to those who are defiled and unbelieving, nothing is pure. And and think about that. But you ever ever know people that come into a place and they, they check out the place and they're always looking for a scam. What's going on here? What's happening, right? See, why? Because when you don't have a pure heart, you think everybody thinks like you. And since you always have a scam, you think, well, everybody's done a scam. But he says to, to those with a pure heart, all things are pure. Amen. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. 
But it says, but to those in Titus 1.15, but to those who are defiled and unbelieving, nothing is pure. But in their mind and their conscience, they are defiled. So it's very important that if you're going to start anything, it, it, it begins with the heart. We talk about the camouflage of the heart, which is excuses. We talked about how God is going to, wants to reveal to you what type of heart you have. So he takes you through certain tests. Right? So a pure heart. So before we, we answer this question, remember, um, and you've heard this, actions always speak louder than words. Right? So Psalms 24, 5 reads, He who has clean hands and a pure heart, who has not lifted up his soul to an idol. Let me say that again, because sometimes you don't know what an idol is. It's not, it's not American idol. It's, it's your idol. Anything you put before God. Anything, anybody have anything they put before God? You won't admit it readily, but you know, look at yourself. What do you spend your time? Do you spend your time with God? Or do you spend your time with TV? Do you spend your time, I don't know, you like your dog? Where do you spend your time? Right? And, and you'll determine what your idol. Wow, that's pretty heavy, huh? Wait a minute, let me read it again. Psalms 24, 5, because we're talking about a pure heart. He who has clean hands and a pure heart, who has not lifted up his soul to an idol, nor sworn deceitfully, he shall receive blessing from the Lord and righteousness from God, the God of his salvation. So, if we have a pure heart, you will be blessed. Now, here's a question. Does anybody want to be blessed? Amen. Well, of course you want to be blessed. Now, you got to understand, because you know, I was on your side for a long time, too. We want to be blessed, and he says, but you have to have a pure heart. Well, that don't mess this all up, right? Well, just me. Because I, I, they, they told me, like, whoa, man, I, I know me. Because I, I, I wasn't really smart, but I knew one thing before I came to the Lord, or even when I first came to the Lord, I was a pretty wicked dude. I was, you know, I, I didn't kid myself. I know I was a good guy. No, no, I was messed up. I knew walking in the door. I didn't try to act like I knew I was messed up, and that was it, right? So when I see that, I go, man, I'm done. How am I going to get any blessings? My heart's all jacked up. So it was that realization that made me understand that I need to get close to God because if I don't get close to God, I have nothing coming. See, some people believe we're all God's children and God loves me. And he would. That's a bunch of malarkey. <laughs> Jesus he said, your father is, is Satan. And, then, and he began to distribute uh, parenthood. Some were legitimate children, some were illegitimate. So not every, every person that's walking this planet is not God's child. That may be the devil's child. Well, God will determine that. Right? Some people who are honest will say, me, I, I, when I met my wife, I told you, know, I got the anointing of Satan on me. What you talking about? I knew it. It took God to break it. So I said, wow. So this verse describes what we need to do if we're going to change our heart. If we want a pure heart, if we want to be blessed. I don't, that's what I wanted. Yeah. So as I begin reading, I said, don't, first of all, don't lift up your soul to an idol. In other words, like I said, don't, don't put something ahead of God. Anything you place before God is an idol. Yes. Secondly, don't swear deceitfully. In other words, when you say something, do it. 
Because, you know, so, oh, I got your back. I'll be there. I'll do this. I'll do this. And you say all this, weedy, 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 and then you don't do it. Then the Bible says that you are swearing deceitfully. You're saying, I'm going to do this, but you don't do it. If you, if, if you do that, you're not going to have a pure heart. And if you don't have a pure heart, you're not going to get blessed. People say, why are you get blessed? Because every time we ask, you say, yeah, and then you don't do it. You don't come through. You lie. You swear deceitfully. Wow. That word is swarming like to take an oath. And because, you know, in the American culture, the tongue, the, the word of an American is, is, there's no value to it. There was a time when you gave a word, it was your word. That was it. You did it, you did it. We um, watched that one, um, guy, um, what's that one? Frankie Valley, um, Jersey Boys. It was a, I like that. But it, it, in, in that movie, that guy got like a million dollars in debt. And Frankie Valli said, we're going to take it, right? And, and his partner, the keyboard player, they never signed a contract. They never did anything. All they, they looked at each other, and the guy says, well, we're going to write a contract. He goes, no, I'm from Jersey. We shake hands, and that's our contract. And for the, all their life, that, that word, their word kept them together, honest. That's, that's long gone. Because some of you give your word, I'll do this, I'll be there tomorrow, and then you don't show up for a week. <laughs> I'll do this, and you don't, you don't keep your word. So you're, you're not, you're not, you're not, you got to be, in other words, you got to be careful with your tongue because you're showing your heart. And that's, I'm not trying to make you feel bad because everybody does that, right? Don't raise your hand. <laughs> but what I'm trying to reverse to you then, you, then you wonder why blessings don't come. You need to have a pure heart, and a pure heart begins with your oath. Right? Shabbat means, means to complete oneself. So what, what should you do? We have trouble because we're talking with a pure heart. And this is how it happens. The devil understands these principles. So it's the same. Sammy says, Pastor, I'm a, you know, he gives me my word and I'm, whatever it is, right? Let's t talk about, no, I don't want to go there. Let's get, get people. But he gives me his word. I'll just say it like this. He gives me his word. So now I'm the devil and I know if I can break him off his word, Right? Then I can keep blessings coming from him. Why? Because a pure heart, you, you, keep, you, you stay away from idols and you keep your word. So now, he, Sam gave him a word. Let me do everything I can possibly. So he brings every temptation his way, every obstacle his way to keep him from keeping his word. And when he breaks the word, and, he, and then what we have, we have all these justifications. Well, I have a good reason. You may have a good reason, but it's not reason enough to keep him from having a wicked heart. Mm. We'll accept it. Oh, no, don't worry about it, bro. No, no, no problem, sister. But so that, I could do that, but God holds you to it. He says, let your yes be yes, so you know be no. Right. So what should you do when, when, you, when you say, I'm going to do this, and also other things come up, you know, especially us. I'm going to do this, I, you know, I'm going to do that, I'm going to do this, and then, oh, I can't go. Why? Because my job, my this, my that. Hello, somebody. <laughs> And all of a sudden, you break your word, then you wonder why you don't get blessed. You see the principle? Now, we, we don't know these principles. Most people don't understand the gravity of your actions. The devil does. So he throws everything at you, pow, 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 to get you off kilter. What do you do? I, and I've shared it before, and I love this scripture. You have to do, do, do. You have to blow your horn. Do, 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 do. Temptation are coming. Timothy, 2 Timothy 2, 22. 
When, when temptations come, get away from it. Run, blow your horn. Right? Run from anything that stimulates youthful lust. Run from what? Anything. Now, what is that? You tell me. Everybody's a little bit different. But run, Jack, run. Right? And then it says, follow anything that makes you do right. So you run from what stimulates youthful lust. Now, what is youthful lust? Do I got to explain that? Lucy, you got some explaining to do? No. Okay, you know what I'm talking about, right? Uh And then do what's right. Follow anything that makes you. Now, listen to that. It doesn't say follow anything that, you know, asks you. It says, follow anything that makes you. So what should you follow? For most of us, we follow, you should follow the things that you don't like. Say, when you like it, you know how it is. In other words, that's why I like being a pastor. Especially when the, I said, you need, don't do that, bro. Don't do that, sister. And you're, why are you making me do that? Follow anything that makes you do what's right. Hmm. Wow, everybody look at me like I'm jumping in a Kool-Aid. <laughs> See, having lustful thoughts isn't your biggest problem. It's not. Okay, I'm going to ask everyone, raise your hand. And be honest. Has anybody had a lustful thought? Let's, let's make it easy, in the last month. Okay, the, one, the ones that are not raising your hand, you're either like Jesus and you're holy, you're the Virgin Mary. <laughs> Or you're lying and you're like the devil. So either way, you're way out there. You're on the extreme, right? Huh? See, the problem, and I'm saying because everybody is, whether you raise your hand or not, everybody has a lustful thought. Right? Because you're human. Unless when you're, when you're dead, you got it made. No more lustful thoughts. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're dead. Right? The problem is, is, not, is not having the lustful thought. The problem comes when you remain near the subject be it person, place, or thing that you're having the lustful thought about. There now, herein, therein lies the problem. <laughs> Amen? Because you're going to have that lustful thought. You know, ladies, you, you, you're not, you're, you're not, you know, men are, are dogs, right? So you don't have this kind of issue like men do. Now, ladies, if you think your, your honey is different, then, then you're like, not just a lady, you're kind of dumb. <laughs> Men are dogs, right? Bow, wow, yippee-yay, yippee-yay, right? Who let the dogs out, right? They're always having lustful thoughts. I don't care how holy, they may look like Moses and act like Jesus, but inside there's a little bit of the devil in there because they're having lustful thoughts. And if if they've been single... And if they've been single long enough, or should I say, and if they've been single too long, well. you know how I walked over here when I said that? Yeah. They're always having lustful thoughts. Yeah. Now, you got to understand, don't, don't, don't make them look bad. Don't, it's not like they're bad people. It's kind of normal. Yeah. And it, so, so they have to struggle. So the problem is not the thought. The problem is sticking around the thing that's causing the thought. So, do, 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 do. Run. Get away from it. Right? Why? Because if he can get to your mind, then he can control your heart. And we want a pure heart. Who, who wants a pure heart? Amen. Amen. 
See, in our society of perversions, the enemy has ordered his forces to constantly, constantly attack our desire to remain pure. Because in essence, because we follow the Lord and we came and we want to do the right thing, right? We want to remain pure, but my goodness, you have music. Yeah. The music, you know, when I was growing up, the music wasn't that bad, you know. It was oldies, you know. Talking by my girl. Nice. Now it's like, I can't even sing the lyrics. I'm on the pulpit. That's how bad the music is. You know what I'm talking about? It's like, are you kidding me? Movies? Ideals meal. Oh my God. Right? Right? Uh, money? All these things are just, right. they're, they're feeding in to the lustful thought. Right? And now it's worse. Oh, I didn't bring it up here, but do you have the dumb phone? I mean, the smartphones? <laughs> Those things could take you places. Uh, forget Star Trek. Those phones could take you places where no man has gone before. Some of you need to get beamed up right now because you guys are. Some of you been places where you shouldn't be going. <laughs> Mm, yeah, you know, I'm talking about you now. <laughs> See, enticements come in many forms. They do, right? So you need to be aware. You need to be aware and be wary. A sat Satan, remember, he, he knows that if, if he can get a get, attack your, your mind and your heart, he can keep you from blessings. And that's how he does it. See, God wants to bless you, but if he keeps you off track, you never fall into blessings. Wait, why? Because you're more preoccupied with these other things. And they're coming at you nonstop. And nowadays it's faster and faster and faster and faster and faster and faster. You know what I mean? Before, when I was growing up, if I had to make a phone call, I had to find a phone. <laughs> so, Don, I had to find, you have to find a phone, the driver, oh, there's a pay phone, and so it took me a couple of hours. <laughs> really. And in those days, when I was growing up driving around, my wife didn't expect me to call her all the time. She, when I went to work, I was gone. When I came home, she'd see me. That was about it. Now it's like the, the electronic leash. <laughs> GPS. She she tried to remember that thing? she tried to get there was this program right, <laughs> and it follows you around. She goes she said it to us and like and goes I ain't clicking that on me neither home. <laughs> Shoot, my wife she wants she want she want she want to follow us everywhere. Oh, there they are every every moment every minute. <laughs> These phones are a trip. They're a trip. I mean they're so addicting. <laughs> Right? And it's so, so consuming. I, I can imagine if you decided today to spend a quarter of the time that you spend on social media praying, you would be able to tell Pike Speak to get out of here and go to Arizona. I bet you. Just a, I said a quarter of the time you spend on your social media. If you just said, you know what, I'm, I'm going to just sacrifice that social media, just a quarter of the time, and I'm going to pray. You'd get to know God. God would work on your conscience. He would work on your heart. He would do some miraculous things. So why? But why does this happen? Great inventions, great things, good things that could be done with that. However, the enemy knows that if I can get you to make that your idol, which it is, then I can, I can get you off track. And keep you from having that pure heart that puts you in God's path for blessings. So it's a battle, right? It is. 
So the words from your mouth determine what and who you become. And those words come from your heart. Right? I know there are times when people may not understand you. You ever feel like that? They don't understand you. Right? But you learn from what you hear. You see the, you see the world in different patterns. And sometimes we don't get it. But when you look at children, children have a way of exposing us. Oh, yeah. <laughs> don't they? Because they don't know. They just tell it like it is. <laughs> it's like a little kid. Um, the church, the school teacher, as a little kid, hey, we want to know, they're talking about where's God's home. And the children were sitting there, and the class was silent for a moment. They didn't, where's God? Where does God live? Then a little boy raised his hand up, and the teacher asked, okay, where is God's home? This kid said, I got this one. He answered confidently, God lives in the bathroom of my house. The teacher looked, in the bathroom of my house? Why do you say that? Well, because every morning, my daddy bangs on the bathroom door and says, my Lord, are you still in there? (laughs) (laughs) See, the great war of the ages is a battle for your heart. The devil wants you to die and miss your calling. God has a plan for you, and he wants you to fulfill that calling. But it begins with your maintained heart. It's the heart. You can look good on the outside, act all holy. You You might make me convince me that you're the apostle Paul. But that means nothing. God looks at the heart. Because, you know, people are good at putting up fronts. They know that in church you got to act all holy. Oh, God bless you, brother. Oh, hallelujah, praise the Lord. <laughs> yes, yes, I have studied the scriptures. And I know. And they, not that, oh, that's fine. That's good. Yeah, 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 yeah right? But stick around because I want to see your heart. I want to see your heart. Your heart will come up eventually. You know how I know? Because eventually you'll start talking. And as you talk, then I get to see your heart. Let you talk a little while. See, we must fully comprehend that there is not just a biological relationship, but a spiritual relationship between your heart and your mouth. See, what your heart becomes, what your heart becomes, your mouth will eventually tattle. It will. Oh, you'll be able to control it because you know how to control it, but eventually things will happen. That's why, you know, I like dealing, and I'm going to let you know a secret. See, money is a magnifier. Did you know that? Yeah, Yeah, money is a magnifier. So I I like watching because you can say, oh, all flowery, holy words and all that stuff. But then I just watch you. I'm going to let you know my secret. Because money will magnify you. What am I saying? Well, let's look at, like, uh, these movie stars who kill themselves, unfortunately. (laughs) Michael Jackson. He's a nice guy, right? Look good. Right? <laughs> but all that money, all it did was get him high, get him loaded, and kill himself. Because that money magnified who he really was. Yeah. Same with Prince. Purple rain? Well, hopefully he knows Jesus because it's raining right now. Yeah. Why? Because the money will magnify you. If you're a pervert, I give you a million dollars, you'll be a million dollar pervert. <laughs> And you'll be able to do a lot of perversion with a, with a million dollars. If you're a generous person and loving person, I give you a million dollars, you will bless people left and right. Right? Money magnifies who you are. So, we just watch you. 
How do you handle that? Because I don't want to hear what you say. Remember I said actions speak louder than words. Now we want to see what you do. Because it, it'll reveal your heart. What your heart becomes, again, your mouth will eventually tattle. What it doesn't tattle, your actions will. Psalms 17.3 reads, Though you probe my heart and examine me at night, though you test me, you will find nothing. I have resolved that my mouth will not sin. King David, the psalmist writing the psalm, check that out. Could we say that? Or would we dare say that? Psalm 19.14 reads, May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. See, as you meditate in your heart internally, eventually what you choose, what you want to become, what you want to do, comes out of your mouth. And when it comes out from a pure heart, God says, I want to bless that one. I'm going to bless that one. But when you say, God, I need this, I need that, bless me, Lord, bless me, bless me. Come on, why would God want to bless you? So that you can have more and just waste it? <clears throat> so when Jesus spoke to his Pharisees, he, he addressed the relationship of the mouth and the heart. He called the Pharisees, and the Pharisees, if you don't know, those were, were the religious people of Jesus' day. And he says there in Matthew chapter 12, verse 34, he said, you brood of snakes. How could evil men like you speak what is good and right? For whatever is in your heart determines what you say. This is called the fruit of the lips. Hmm? The Proverbs writer very eloquently talked about the fruit of the lips. In 12, 14, he said, from the fruit of his lips, a man is filled with good things. From the fruit of his lips, Proverbs 13.2, a man enjoys good things. Proverbs 18.20, from the fruit of his mouth, a man's stomach is filled with the harvest. From his lips, he is satisfied. See, there is a harvest your mouth will reap. What is your, what is your mouth doing for you? You got to be very careful. You know, I, 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 I'm always a stickler. Don't, don't say certain things. Oh, I can't do that. What do you, why do you say you can't do that? Now you have, you have put into action you're the power that God has given you. You have the power in your mouth, the words, to create. And when you say, I can't, then you're telling, you're telling all of creation that you put a curse on yourself. Right. Creation, I can't do this. And creation obliges you. Okay, good. Why? Because you've spoken into existence. Speak blessings and cursing, the Bible says. And really, think about this. How could blessing or how could sweet water come out of a bitter well? The mouth is a very interesting thing. The power of the words. We are the only creature that God has created that has the words or the power in our words to create. What are you creating? What are you doing with your words? You are doing what your heart tells you to do. Where's your heart? So that's why it's very important that you got to have to have a heart after God, a heart after his ministry, a heart after him. Why? But then you'd be like David when, 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 when they wrote of King David, for he is a man after my own heart. He will do anything I ask him to do. Anything. 
Will you? Will we? Will we do anything God asks me to do? Or in our heart, are we determined to do what we want to do? That's a battle. That's the battle of the ages. Hmm? That is the battle. Hebrews 13, 15, the Hebrew writer is writing and he says, Through Jesus, therefore, let us continue to offer to God a sacrifice of praise, the fruit of lips that confess his name. And do not forget to do good and share with others, for with such sacrifices, God is pleased. That's what we call to do. Hmm? Notice what Luke, what Luke writes in Jesus' discourse of bearing fruit. He's talking about fruit. And, and, and you guys know what fruit is, right? A good tree can't produce bad fruit, Luke 6, 43. A bad tree can't produce good fruit. A tree is identified by the kind of fruit it produces. Figs never grow on thorn bushes or grapes on bramble bushes. A good person produces good deeds from a good heart. A good person produces what? Good deeds. From a good heart. It's very important. Fellas, that's what kills people in the home. They think they can game us. You know, it's like, now I know why the guys end up in the home and they got to get it. Why? Because you only, you, first of all, we do bad things, not too smart things, and we get in trouble and blah, blah, blah. Then we end up in the home. And instead of learning that, man, I'm doing dumb things, I'm ending up in the home, we think those same dumb things will still work. And so they do them in the home. Now you're doubly stupid. <coughs> and it's showing your heart. Either you're going to get it right and do good things, or, or you're kidding yourself. Right? right? That's what happens. And then we come, either we're going to do what's right before God or we're kidding ourselves. What are we trying to do to ourselves? What, what do we want to do? See, uh, you know, uh, may, maybe I'm kind of glad because I wasn't too sharp, I guess, when it comes to this. Uh, I just read it. I said, you know, I'm just going to listen to what this Bible says and just do it because you know what? I don't want to go to hell. Come on. That was me talking to me. It's like some of you think you can gamble with hell. Let me see you. Will I get hell today or not? Lucky, lucky. No hell today. All right. Here, I won today. Okay, you keep gambling, Jack. But eventually, snake guy is going to get you. Oh, yeah. Yes, it will. Hmm? So we must all bear fruit. Look to your neighbor. So you're going to bear fruit. It's not an option. The only question is what kind of fruit are you going to bear? A good fruit or bad fruit? What are you going to bear? See, now we begin to understand why the heart needs to be pure. Yes. See, like the heart drives the mouth, the conscience drives the heart. See, the head. See, so, so what happens? God, the enemy is attacking your brain, attacking your brain, because if you can grab your, grab your thought process, he gets the input into your heart. And if he inputs into your heart, then he actually directs what you do. You think you're in control of your life? No, you're not. You're not. That's funny, man. People think they're in control of their life. Gosh. If you are, you're either submitted to God and you follow him, or you're submitted to the world. You're not controlled. The world determines what kind of clothes you wear, what kind of cologne you like, what type of dish soap you want. The world tells you, and you go out like a little robot and you go get it. You do. That's right. You do. 
Italian, because some people, oh, I love, I love Dove. Why? Because it makes my hands so soft. How does it make you soft? Well, the TV tells me so. <laughs> I like this. I like that. I like this. I want, I want this. I want Prague, uh, you know, this. I want this. I want the Givenchy. I, I want this. I want that. Why? Why do you want that? Because the world controls you. It tells you what you like. I need Nike. Why you need Nike? Go, go out there and get some, you know, cheap shoes from Kmart. No name. Oh, heck no. Why not? <laughs> oh, yeah, you're in control of your life, right? You're in control of your life, right? Now, either you're, you're following God and God's in control, or you're following the world, and ultimately, the devil's in control. There's no in-between. You know, this is not Switzerland where you're neutral ground. There's no neutral ground. Either you're following God and you're doing His will. And if you're not, then whether you, I hate to break this to you, then you're following the devil. Period. This kind of preaching right here is pretty heavy, huh? You don't hear this everywhere. No, only in Victor Outreach. Only in Victor Outreach. Oh, these guys are Victor Outreach, man. Why do they preach like that? Can't help it. See, why? Because I, I want to have a clear country before God. God, I told him. I tried. Maybe I wasn't the best orator, but I, I gave it the best I can. Why? Because I understand that I got to keep my conscience clear. Because if I don't keep my conscience clear, then the enemy can get to my head, ultimately get to my heart, get to my heart, and produce fruit. Hey, I got I to gotta do the same thing I'm telling you. Believe me, I got to do it first. Yeah. It begins with me. I got to keep a clear conscience. I mean, because many lack a clear conscience, our thoughts are often, they remain hidden. Could you imagine if everything you thought went on that screen right here? Come on now. Come on, you holier than thou. Come on, Virgin Mary, you. Everything went up there. Come on. How would, how would it be then? Huh? <laughs> See, that, that's the reality. Because many lack a clear conscience. We don't want our thoughts. To, no, right? Conversely, if you maintain an open thought life, your conscience rests in a higher state of honesty. What am I saying? I'm, I'm not saying, look, my thoughts are just as bad as anybody's. But the only difference, I think, and why I've been able to maintain myself is I admit it. Come on. I admit it to you guys. And some of you don't admit it, and you act like you got all together. And, you're, and you, I don't believe one word of it. Right. Just admit it. Come to a point and say, you know what? I need God. Yeah. And then it's okay. <laughs> Remember, it's not the, not the fact that you, don't, that you have the thought. It's the, it's the fact that you try to hide it, and you act like